This is the FM Gold channel of All India Radio. In the program news analysis, now we bring you a discussion on bilateral ties between India and Bhutan. The participants are Sashi Uban Tripathi, former diplomat, and Nilova Roy Choudhury, journalist. Prime Minister Narendra Modi is visiting Bhutan at the moment and reached Thimphu this morning on what is the second visit of his tenure as Prime Minister, but the first of the second tenure. The fact that he has chosen Bhutan to visit this soon after being sworn in for his second term indicates or gives a sense of the importance that Bhutan holds for India in terms of its strategic, political, geostrategic moorings. Ambassador Shashi Tripathi, why Bhutan particularly is such an important sort of cornerstone, as it were, of India's not just neighborhood policy, but the region? Why the Prime Minister has chosen to go right now? The External Affairs Minister chose Bhutan as the first port of call that he made abroad. Why is Bhutan this important for us? Well, as we all know, Bhutan is not just a neighbor. Bhutan has been a close friend of ours and a supporter all these years. And Bhutan, we have had not only a close relationship, but a special relationship. Now, it's a small country, it's a small neighbor of ours, but it is highly significant for various reasons. One, of course, due to Prime Minister's neighborhood first policy. It was expected that he would pay a visit to her, the neighborhood. But as you rightly mentioned, in his first tenure, 2014. As soon as he took over, his first port of call was Bhutan. This time, it is the third in the neighborhood because he went to Maldives and to Sri Lanka, but we know that there, there were some special circumstances that required his presence. Now, coming back to Bhutan, it is not just that uh, Bhutan has been a trade a development partner. We have been the premier development partners of this small kingdom. But the fact that you hinted already that the geopolitical situation or the geographical situation in which Bhutan is located, situated as it is at the foothills of the Himalayas, between China and India, these two Asian superpowers, this is what gives it its strategic importance. Now, all these years, Bhutan has been close to India. And there was a time when India even managed its foreign affairs, as you know, until we established diplomatic relations in, what, 1968 or so. So, we've had these special relations. Now, our relationship with Bhutan is not just one of neighborhood. It extends over a wide area of interest. Whether you see it historically or geographically or culturally or through religion, the eyes of Buddhism, these are the factors that bind us to this small Himalayan kingdom. And in recent years, of course, you know, the growing visibility of China and of India on both sides of this country. That is an important factor that now plays in our roles vis-a-vis -vis Bhutan. All this while, India had a run of the place, kind of. We were the main development partners. Bhutan always looks towards India for everything. But over the years, China has been trying to increase its footprint in that little kingdom. So that is one aspect which we always have to keep in mind. And you must remember that must be at the back of our the Prime Minister's mind when he visited 
or when he visits Bhutan. That's an interesting point you brought up, the fact that China has been trying to... Bhutan has a bit of a border dispute with China as well. And for the longest time, China has been trying to rectify that and, you know, make inroads into the Bhutanese sort of psyche and political sort of thinking, as it were. But the point is that for Bhutan, India still remains absolutely the premier and they do not even have diplomatic relations with China. For India, it's a very happy situation, but one obviously that needs tremendous nurturing given the fact that, you know, things are opening up gradually in Bhutan as well. They've now acquired democracy, probably the only place where the monarchy has actively encouraged the democratic process. And as the Bhutanese aspirations increase, how difficult do you think and how much a part of that do you think would have been factored into the Prime Minister's visit this particular time? You know, I think the Prime Minister is a very realistic man. He's a pragmatic leader. And he does realize that the way we have dealt with our neighbors in general and with Bhutan in particular has to change. For instance, we can't keep the relationship on the level of, say, the last century. You have to take their aspirations, as you mentioned it, in, in mind, and you have to factor them in, in your relationship with this country. So keeping all that in mind, we will have to evolve a new kind of a relationship based on the old traditional one, whose foundations are very strong, but we will have to give it a new veneer. We will have to meet the aspirations of the Bhutanese, if not full way, at least halfway, so that it's a win-win situation for both the countries. So one of the sort of key pillars of this relationship has been the hydroelectric power project. So we now have Mangdechu, the Mangdechu 720 megawatt project was inaugurated this evening. And that for a change has been absolutely on time and the delivery has happened. And one of those run of the river projects, which work phenomenally as a win-win for both countries. But beyond just the hydroelectric power concept, what are the areas, Prime Minister is also going to be inaugurating this earth station for the ISRO satellite earth station. What are the kinds of areas that India should be looking to collaborate more with Bhutan at this point? Now, as you mentioned, the hydroelectric power element has been very strong in our relationship because that is a country which has all these rivers and it makes sense, you know, the hydroelectric projects. So I think the focus will remain on the hydroelectric projects, but it will diversify and it will extend over different aspects of our relationship, maybe newer aspects and the old aspect being education. We have about 4,000 Bhutanese students in India, but that's not enough. It should be more. We do give a lot of scholarships under various schemes to the Bhutanese students, but uh, that too can be increased. I believe it is being increased. So, and that also accounts for the fact that the PM is going to be speaking at the Royal University of Bhutan and addressing young people. So, education is one aspect. Then, space, because ISRO has set up the Earth Station there, and that is going to help Bhutan in communications and in weather forecasting and in disaster management. So, that's a new field again. Then, of course, trade is there, and we have to redress the imbalance in the trade. Our trade with Bhutan is about 5,000 crore rupees, but it's heavily in India's favor. And for that purpose, I think Prime Minister is going to announce rupees 400 crore, a kind of a subsidy for, it's called the trade facility, which can be availed of by Bhutanese entrepreneurs and exporters to export more to India. You know, the fact that 
Doklam happened when it did sort of again brings up the entire issue of how critically important Bhutan is for India. I mean, when the Bhutanese saw that the Chinese were bringing that road up to where they were, they asked the Indians to come there. And, and you know, that I think in a nutshell encapsulates the sort of critical importance of Bhutan to this country. So to that extent, and these high-level visits always serve to enhance on that particular cooperation and collaboration and sort of emphasize the ties that exist between both of our countries. Now, what else can India do to sort of assuage any kind of feelings of being left out that the Bhutanese might have? You know, what else can India do to meet the aspirations of the younger people of Bhutan? Two things, I think, come to mind. One is that any project that we start in Bhutan, in any country for that matter, but especially in a country like Bhutan, we must stick to the schedule. Sometimes our projects take way too long to be completed. And what then happens is that the price goes up, you see, and that's not nice, either for that receiving country or for the giving country. So first of all, whatever promises we make, we must fulfill those promises and make them good. Number two, any projects or any schemes that we promise, we must set a deadline to finishing those schemes in certain time frame. And thirdly, I think we have to now do a rethink on our pricing policy for the electricity which we buy from Bhutan, because that is one of their main sources of revenue. And uh, if they feel that they are being shortchanged, that's not a good feeling. So I think I'm sure the policymakers are aware of these factors and they will pay due attention to them. The fact that Bhutan again is critical for India's security also came through in various events when, you know, on the anti-terrorism front, for example, you had the former fourth monarch himself leading troops against the insurgents in the northeast, if you recall, that was way back in 2003 or 2005 at some point of time. So. Again, the centrality of Bhutan for India's security policy comes up at every level, whichever way you look at it. Now that SARC appears to be a bit of a kind of a non-starter or a cold starter, shall we say, things, the more sub-regional aspects are another thing that I think India is paying a lot of attention to, like the Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, Nepal, four-country sort of motor vehicles act, various other things that are being tried. They're also a part of BIMSTEC that India is actively cultivating at this point of time. So India is also trying to ensure that Bhutan gets more outlets, shall we say, for its produce and for its trade. And, you know, so do you think that this is something that's going to work in favor of building up the relationship further? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a very important factor in building up our relationship. You know, we have a trade and transit agreement with uh, Bhutan, and that uh, makes this free trade area between the two countries. Also, we allow duty-free transit for their exports outside of India. But involving them in organizations like the Beanstech, is also giving them opportunities for interaction with other countries. You know, many a times some Bhutanese feel that they are too isolated. And remember that the European countries and the Western world is always making overtures to them. It is not just China. And they have been up to now trying to hold that back and keep to their own, because their vision of the world is different. 
they also believe in the happiness index. They feel the more they open up to the rest of the world, the more, what shall I say, infected their happiness may be. They infected their environment, social environment and the environment on the ground may be. But there is a pocket in Bhutan which militates against this isolationism. And I think by involving them in the regional groupings gives them an outlet for interaction with other countries. The fact that, you know, Bhutan has been sort of cloistered for a while is also because it has wanted to maintain its pristine kind of environmental selectivity, shall we say. Too much opening up might actually affect that adversely. And I think the fragile biodiversity is one of the things that India needs to maybe learn and collaborate with Bhutan in terms of ensuring that its ecology is kept intact. I mean, Bhutan has been very, very strongly advocating measures which will ensure that their very fragile ecosystems are not ruined by, for example, too much tourism or tourism of the wrong kind or various other things. You know, So these are examples that we must learn and sort of keeping that in mind, what do you think the Prime Minister's message is likely to be when he talks to the students tomorrow? I don't want to preempt him and uh, I don't want to pick on his thoughts, but knowing him as we all do, I'm sure whatever he says will relate to the younger people. He knows how to communicate very well with different sections of society. So, But you are so right. You know, this is one thing we really need to learn from Bhutan. And any Indian who goes there comes back with the same kind of impression that they have maintained their ecology with a kind of passion. You know, it's a religious passion. So we need to learn that. And we are a little lackadaisical. And we even take things for granted which is not so nice. So maybe we should learn from them while they learn from us. Well, the gross national happiness has sort of come into Indian school curriculums as far as I know. We're teaching happiness <laughs> classes. So clearly that is something that is working as a two-way street. But thank you so very much, Ambassador. Thank you, Dilova. You were listening to a discussion on bilateral ties between India and Bhutan. The participants were Sashi Uban Tripathi, former diplomat, and Nilova Roy Chaudhary, journalist. This program is produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is also available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email opinion about this program at airnsttalks at gmail.com.